Hey there, I'm Scotty from Recharge. On this episode, we're chatting with Liz Eshi, Marketing Director at Gnarly Nutrition. Gnarly Nutrition supports athletes through natural and delicious sports nutrition products. We chatted with Liz about how her career in the outdoor industry brought her to connecting with Gnarly Nutrition at a film festival, and then joining on to lead the business's marketing team as they navigated a rebrand and an overhaul of their subscription program. We then chat about the immediate positive results Gnarly Nutrition saw when they migrated to Recharge, the brand's plans for Black Friday Cyber Monday, as well as the delicate balance between enticing new subscribers and rewarding your most loyal ones. Lastly, we talk about Gnarly Nutrition's Fuel for Life grant and the positive impact brands can have when connecting with their customers over shared values. There's a lot to get to, so let's get started. Liz, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. It's great to be here. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself and then a little bit about Gnarly Nutrition? But first, let's talk about how did you get to Gnarly Nutrition? Sure. Um, so that's actually kind of a, a fun story. I've I've worked in the outdoor industry for a number of years at some kind of more traditional big brands, Deuter, Ortobox, that's kind of backpacking and ski gear. I also worked for a uh, mountain bike company, Gorilla Gravity. And during this time, one of the athletes that I was working with, um, Kathy Carlo, she's got a wonderful podcast for the love of climbing, um, started talking to me about a film festival called No Man's Land. And she was running the film festival And she really needed someone that understood storytelling to help her build out the programs, maybe work on a little marketing. And she essentially said, it's, it's nonprofit, which is code for, we have no money, but, (laughs) you you know, it features women in the outdoors and it's kind of a, a response to so many outdoor films and stories being very male centric. So I started such working a, on such a clever name, by the way. Sorry to interrupt you, but no man's land. No, is so it is, isn't so it? Clever. Yeah. yeah. And and we do we do like men. Um, so we do have films that feature women, but also include men. Uh, we're very, we're very accepting of of all people, but of course the point is to try and find different voices and, and highlight those. And um, when I started working on on this film festival, it was was a great time. And there was a brand called Gnarly Nutrition based out of Utah that had sponsored the film festival and was really, really active in sponsorship in sharing the programs and encouraging folks to buy tickets. Um, And over time, I got to know the brand a little bit, got to know the people, knew that they were really, you know, a solid crew. And they voiced that they were looking for a marketing director. And so while I may not have been prepared to move, I also knew that this was a very worthwhile brand and had a lot of the same goals that I did, you know, to support diversity in the outdoors and to basically help people push their possible, which is our current motto. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to put my hat in the ring. I I know these people and I believe in them. And here, here we are. I'm now the marketing director and have been for the last little over a year and a half. And things have been going really well. It's always a bit chaotic working with, with a startup, working with a young, young brand, but it's, it's been a great time. So I'm, I'm stoked to have found them and for them to have found me. Love it. Can you tell me actually, because you mentioned in our pre-call, I think it's pretty funny. Uh, walk me through your bachelorette, <laughs> which was, that sounds really, really weird. But uh, you're like 
not done your previous job, gnarly yeah. stolen. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So I had, I got married at, you know, the worst time and the best time ever. It was the best time in regard to COVID because we had kind of gotten over the initial hump. Everything yep. was looking better. It was summer. Mask laws were being dropped. We thought we were coming out of it, which we now know was not true. <laughs> Good times. But, Good times. But I w- went on my my bachelorette party and I had just accepted the job with Gnarly Nutrition. I was still tying up loose ends with my previous gig, you know, didn't want to leave them in a lurch. So I'm at my bachelorette party and, you know, I've got a white claw in one hand and <laughs> I'm also answering emails about, you know, projects that I'm, I'm trying to wrap up and questions about contacts. And I also hopped on a call with Gnarly Nutrition from, you know, this beautiful green patio in Florida, white claw in hand, and started talking to them about a rebrand. And they knew they needed a rebrand that that had been on on their radar. They had received feedback that the, the current branding wasn't speaking to customers. And they started showing, you know, the initial graphics and designs to me and saying, what do you think? What's your, what's your thoughts? How do we launch this? Like, how do we phase this into, you know, the new gnarly and so it it was very casual introduction to the brand, um, but also, you know, I I support work life balance, but it was representative of kind of the actions that we needed to jump into immediately, totally. and how how badly they they needed an additional person to just kind of come steer the yes. the marketing ship. Yeah. <laughs> because they were sitting on graphics and ideas and all these thoughts about a rebrand and just didn't know which direction to go. And we we pulled it out. We, we pulled it together. From someone who's been through a rebrand when I first started here at Recharge back in 2020, then I think we did our rebrand through that year into 2021. That's an exciting time, but definitely chaotic time. You know, definitely yeah. you need that guidance. You need to everyone align on values and vision. So mm-hmm. what a engaging, but also stressful time for you to join and be like, all right, let's, let's guide this ship. Here's where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of sorting through customer feedback and also kind of presenting options to the, to the customer to see what were they feeling? What were they hoping for? What resonated with them? And I think the most difficult part about a rebrand is you want to be able to test every piece of it against your market. You want to sit there and say, okay, do you like option A logo or Which option logo B? Do you like? <laughs> yeah. Let's send it out to all of the customers. Yeah. But that does kind of take away from, from the magic of a brand. And totally. you you can't show them every piece. Otherwise, there's there's no surprise left. So so you hop aboard this moving train, you're getting the rebrand going. Uh, subscriptions were part of the program, but I remember you saying they, there were some headaches. Do you mind mentioning some of those? What were those headaches like? Yeah. So subscription had, had evolved over the past few months before I arrived as, as kind of an ask from, from current customers that were saying, Hey, I'm an avid user of your product. I use it every month. Um, it would be great if I could just subscribe. (laughs) Yeah. You could, you could ship it to me every month. And that's really the core of gnarly nutrition subscription program, um, is convenience, um, for those who use our products, 
quite frequently who know they're going to continue it, then subscription is the best route uh, because it's easy. Um, we were currently on a WordPress platform and I will start out by saying I'm not, I'm not here to, you know, talk we're crap not on, yep, on we're WordPress, not yeah. <laughs> um, but, but when you're building out a subscription platform on WordPress, you know, the, the beauty of WordPress is you can do anything because it's so customizable. Um, that's also the bad thing about WordPress is you can do anything because it's so customizable. So we had built out, built out a subscription platform that was very much piece by piece um, that didn't have all of the features that a competitor platform like, like Recharge that was out of the box had. And we were trying to layer in each of these requests that our customers had and it had become clunky. It wasn't user-friendly, missing a lot of features, but also the features we did have weren't easy to access. And so our customers who were using subscription you know, still appreciated that they were getting their deliveries monthly, but had established a habit of reaching out to customer service oh, yeah. to change anything about their yeah. order. So our customer service you know, Brilliant. team was sitting there changing subscription orders anytime they mentioned, oh, I'm going on vacation. Can you delay it two weeks? Or actually, I want to switch to the chocolate protein flavor this month. Can you do that for me? And that just sucks up so much yeah. time. And it also, you know, it causes people, even if they're comfortable reaching out to customer service, it, it doesn't increase churn because- yeah. Friction. It's no longer convenient. They they mm -hmm. wanted something they could manage easily. And if they were the type that never touched it, okay, great. But if they were the type that liked to switch up flavors, that wanted to add in one-time orders, it was impossible. And so our our churn rate was was really high. It was um like 20% churn. And we weren't, you know, bringing in enough customers over the top because this again is for a very select group of customers, VIP, yeah. people who are using it monthly. So I knew the answer here isn't just to try and drive more people, excuse my Slack going off, but <laughs> the answer here isn't, of course we wanna drive more people, but we wanna drive the right people. Before we do that, we need to solve what's going on with the people who really were motivated to subscribe and are just, you know, exiting yeah, so we can keep them. left and yeah. right. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of what I walked into. Was that kind of an easy conversation to have like with SLT, but like, cause switching platforms can be daunting, but was that kind of an easy conversation because it's pretty obvious, like the proofs in the pudding here that the customers need this and this would be something beneficial or little hurdles in getting that decision done. It was, it was not easy <laughs> to have that conversation. Um, a web migration is really daunting. Yes. Um, and so along with the subscription knowledge, you know, that was one, one piece of the puzzle. We were also looking at the fact that our site was really slow. Um, and that happens a lot with WordPress, especially because of the customization, you can overdo it, affect site speed. Mm -hmm. And then it's really, really difficult to clean up. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's something we were dealing with. We had the old branding and we knew we were going to rebrand. Um, so our options really were, do we kind of 
start completely over? Do we try to do a cleanup? Um, we know it will be expensive to migrate platforms and to have access to a recharge, which you know had been mentioned to us as kind of top tier. Um, that's what we should be looking at. We knew it'd be pricey because it involved migrating everything, but it was also, I think, really key to our growth. And the more I looked into it, the more I started running numbers against, you know, what could we expect from increased conversion rates from our first time customers staying within our website longer? Because we were seeing they were bouncing at just an absurd rate, um, over 85%. Um, and it, it became this very obvious conclusion of if, if we want to hit our goals, then we need to, we need to migrate. We need to optimize the subscription experience as well as the, you know, the user that's going to just purchase one time every, you know, few months and they don't want a subscription. It, it went hand in hand. We had to elevate both of those experiences and it, it became obvious, but becoming obvious probably took a couple months and a lot of research. Yeah. You mentioned numbers. Let's talk about some of those. Uh, you go with Recharge. We're so pleased to have you aboard. Um, how did things go post-migration? How did things start to to filter out after that? Yeah, it it went really well. And I, I have to say, we, we were terrified <laughs> of migrating our So customers. terrifying. Do we lose all these subscribers? What happens on the other side of this? I, I've had a similar conversation with other merchants and su super terrifying. Like, yeah. Yes. It is, it is so scary. And at the time, you know, subscription was, was 65, 75% of our business, you know, depending, depending on the month. Um, so it was very important that we did not upset our current customers. And so we, we moved over and, uh, I remember working with a member of your team, a guy named Nick, and he was with us. <laughs> over the weekend, um, over many days, just basically on call for gnarly as we, as we migrated everyone over and made sure that their, their pricing was right because we did change our pricing. Um, but grandfathered in our previous subscribers to make sure that nothing was changed for them. And so he was, he was there fixing errors, double checking, making sure it was all going smoothly. And the result has been, it, it, it was near immediate. I would say within a month, our churn rate had dropped significantly. It was at 20%, very quickly dropped to 15, very quickly continued to drop. And we're now sitting at about, you know, 8% churn. So awesome. You just love to yeah. hear that. That's so great. Especially yeah. someone who's making that decision to be, to have it backed up like that. That's just so lovely. Yeah, it, it was pretty immediate. And while you know, there's always a couple customers that have a little bit of an issue resetting their account because as the brand, we don't hold their passwords. We don't hold yep. their credit card, you know, their credit card. So they do have to reactivate in a sense of, you know, get signed in again, make sure it's all, all looking good. And, um, there was, there were a few hurdles, but I would say the recharge team was very supportive, very helpful, made sure to follow up with our customers and, and ensure that they were onboarded as, as best as they could be. And so we did not, we did not lose any number of subscribers, you know, beyond a very small normal churn rate, but we didn't lose our major subscribers at all. So Delighted to hear that. 
Uh, around this time, is this when you're doing a customer portal um, refresh to help out the support team too with all those people who, who used to be just like inundating support with, can you tweak my subscription? When did that go down? Yeah, so we, um, we were running multiple projects at the same time. Which yeah. is Why not? Why not? <laughs> just do it all. Just if we're yeah. going to hit refresh, just, just hit refresh. Take it right down to the bones <laughs> and just rebuild. That's good. See what happens. Um, so we did, uh, we did notice, uh, you know, there's of course a spike in a wait, my account is changing. And we had been leading, leading up to this moment with many emails, many communications, lots of instructions, we had set up video how tos to show people how their how their account worked, but once that spike was passed, of okay, is my account set up? It dropped down so quickly, and we had also migrated from our previous you know help system to Zendesk, which integrates really nicely with with Shopify and and all of you know the ecosystem as they as they call it, and that those requests for subscription help it it just you know went down to basically basically nothing um now we just get a couple questions about oh how close am i to the next tier of discount or um you know my credit card's not working can you look into it most of the time it's the fault of their credit card but very <laughs> yeah. very simple requests no longer needing to change flavors or to update anything that has to do with the subscription itself. And you can see actually recharge analytics are really helpful because you can see how many people are engaging with their subscription. Um, one thing that I, I love about recharge is every week and every month, whatever time frame you want to look at, you can actually see the average order value that was set to go through. So basically what they have in their, in their automatic subscription, and then the average order value of what does go through the platform. And usually we actually see anywhere from a 10 to $20 jump between what they had prepared in their subscription, what they were auto subscribed to and what it comes through as. And that just tells me that they're finding it easy to add in one-time products that they're finding yeah. it easy to upsell and, you know, they want a couple extra stick packs because they know they're, they're traveling to an event and don't want to use their bag of product, then they'll throw it in. So that's been, I mean, just seeing what's happening with our customers has been incredibly, incredibly valuable to us as well. Yeah. Making their lives easier, letting them try new products. It's, it's such a great way because then they can try a new product to see what I want to subscribe to this one. If it's a new flavor or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's wonderful when that's all working together. Yeah, uh, Liz, that, for us to have built that on WordPress would have so much time, so much money, and it it wouldn't have been as intuitive. That's for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say we're chatting in the early days, maybe like first post week of October. So BFCM is right around the corner. It's on the minds of many merchants. Uh, what do you guys typically do for gnarly? What's kind of your strategy going in? If you don't mind taking us behind the curtain a little bit into Black Friday. Yeah. And to any like promos you're running, any like strategy you have around that? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. Cause I feel like black Friday is one of those where everyone gets really excited about it and we do, we do as well, but we also want to be somewhat cautious. Um, 
because it is an opportunity for new users to try our product. So we'll definitely be running a discount, encouraging people to sign up for a subscription. We are thinking about a free gift promo for first-time users to subscription. But you also want to make sure that you aren't sapping customers that would have purchased a week later um, at their at their regular price. So usually after big sales, and this is probably similar with other brands, we see you know a big increase of purchases because we've been pushing out the discount code and then a little bit of a slump the week after, lower than our normal weeks because we did shake loose um, folks that we're going to purchase anyway. So yeah. it's a delicate balance, eh? It's this fine balance, figuring it out, trying to price out discounts that work for you, but also entice the customer. It is. It actually is. And one thing that we've we've tried to keep in mind is to make sure that our current customers don't feel like they could have had something better. Great. If point. they don't, if they weren't subscribed, if they didn't purchase the week before. So we want to make sure that whatever we're doing isn't too far beyond the normal promos we have for our, our current customers. Um, and if we offer a free gift for subscribers to join the subscription program, then we should also look at rewarding our current subscribers, maybe with a, a promo off their next order or some, some swag as well. So Honestly, such a great point. I, I myself have felt that as a member of like a, a subscription program for several years to see some of the deals they they put towards new customers um, to try and entice people to subscribe. Love that. I think that's great. But it does feel like I'm being neglected though. Like I've supported mm-hmm. you guys for several years. I've never had like a, an inkling of anything like that. So super wise to look for ways to reward those most loyal subscribers so they don't feel that sense of dissatisfaction. I was actually at um, Denver Startup Week a couple weeks ago and went to a subscription panel where the growth manager, I might have mistitled him, um, for BarkBox was there. And that was one thing that he mentioned was they acquire a lot of new customers with their very custom packages with, um, you know, just right now they're on a Harry Potter kick. So of course all the millennials with dogs instead of children are just on it. You know, they want to know, they want to get the sorting, the sorting hat on their dog. I get it. It's, it's so cute. It's a sorting hat and you, um, they like tear it apart and then you find out what house they're in. (laughs) God, I'm a sucker for that. Let me Google that after this call. But he mentioned, yeah, you should, you should look it up. Um, they always get their current subscribers that say like, Hey, I would, I would love yeah. that. Or yeah. I, I want that free gift. And so they always include an option for current subscribers to get it at a, at a heavily discounted rate. And that's something I, I took to heart was to make sure you're, you're treating those people who have been subscribers for a long time with the same energy and focus. Yeah. Those are your prestige customers. So yeah, that's, that's a great, great note. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about, cause you had some exciting news as well. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about the fuel grant because you just announced some winners to that. Is that correct? Yes, we did. This was a, a huge project where essentially I was looking kind of at our, at our budget and just the idea of running another advertising campaign or throwing out more digital ads. It just didn't, it didn't seem very exciting to me. Um, 
and I did, I felt like we could do something better with with the the funds. So we had about fifteen thousand dollars, and I said, you know, what if we what if we give it away in a in a grant and specifically talk to kind of our endurance users, our customers who have anywhere from local run groups, it's you and a couple friends and you're trying to get out there to larger groups that are now a hundred people strong and don't have any funding because they're just kind of doing it out of, out of the love of, of the sport. And so we pushed out an, an application phase, which was really easy. You just kind of told us a little bit about your team and what your goals were and how you aligned with gnarly. And then we went into multiple rounds. I, I called it like the scavenger hunt of, of grant, grant application. And so the first round we had them try and get to a hundred votes. So acquire a hundred votes from anyone around you. And this was kind of a tough, tough number to come up with because we wanted a number that was achievable for smaller teams. So if it's, you know, me and two friends, could I get a hundred people to sign up and vote for us? And we felt that was achievable. Like you use your family, use your, your network. Um, but we didn't, we didn't want it to be a popularity contest, um, with, with teams that just had the ability already. Maybe they already had some prior funding or had a lot of team members and they could get thousands of votes. We, we didn't want to have that. So it was finding that, finding that balance between acquiring, you know, making it a little bit of effort, but not so difficult. Um, then we moved the teams that acquired a hundred votes. So I, I expected, you know, maybe 30 teams to be able to do it. We actually had 67 Oof. that were, that were able to get all of those votes that were energized and and kind of behind the process. Then they moved into event activation and social media activation. So we had a series of tasks um, pushing out events. So they would have to organize a trail cleanup or volunteer at a local race near them. We really wanted them to engage with their community. Um, They had to host their own team event. And then they also had to um, post a couple things on social about gnarly product and their more specifically their mission. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk about gnarly and their mission aligning and how they could use the funds. Um, that was probably the most important thing. And once again, I thought 10 teams would finish over 30 teams finished. Oh my gosh. So it made our, it made our decisions really difficult. Um, we ended over, ended up passing the final decision over to a team of judges, some of our kind of predominant athletes, uh, for example, Dylan Bowman founded uh, Free Trail, which is a kind of training and podcast collection. It's a whole environment. If you're interested in ultra running, definitely look it up. And they voted and we ended up choosing Romp, which is Range of Motion Project. And it's honestly one of one of the coolest programs that I've ever heard. Um, so they, they won the grand prize and what they do specifically is they actually bring together adaptive athletes to summit, you know, a project each year. So this year was Cotopaxi. They had 20 adaptive athletes summit 
And all 20 of them made it just this last weekend. So they completed the climb. And this process that they go through is fundraising. They They use the funds in order to kind of go into other communities throughout the globe and help establish better access to prosthetics for people that need them. And they had some like pretty pretty shocking stats that that I didn't realize, which is 95% of people globally that need prosthetics do not have access to them, which blew my mind. And and that's a a stat from from World Health Organization. So um, I just, you know, obviously I live in Denver, Colorado. I come from privilege and that number just completely shocked me that there were so many who who needed this support. And so what Romp does with those funds is they actually go into local communities, work with local doctors and recycle prosthetics and find new new prosthetics and help match folks with with the prosthetics they need in order to get outdoors, in order to live life to to its fullest. So, so we crazy. could not be happier about the the winner of the grant and we are excited to establish not just this initial grant giving to them, but a, a longer partnership as well, because they clearly deserve it. They clearly need it. And it, it absolutely aligns with our value to, to get more people outside. Yeah. If you're interested in Rump, we'll put it in the footnotes of this podcast. We'll, we'll add your press release so they can check that out as well. Um, yeah. What a great idea. We, uh, we've been doing some content pieces ourselves on, kind of cause marketing, just that very same idea where instead of throwing money at an ad campaign or discounting, what if you were to align your customers um, with your mission, with their mission on shared values? So such a great idea to run a contest like that, to see all of the customer engagement, like first it was double, then it was triple what you were expecting in terms of participation. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's good, you know, it's good. It's giving good back there into the world. So I, I just love that. Yeah, we, and I mean, from a marketing standpoint, we, we ended up driving, you know, over 40,000 sessions to the site, um, just from that campaign, um, got over 15,000 emails from people that were interested in participating. Um, so obviously those, those are valuable to us as a brand, but we also start to understand what people really care about and what we should communicate to these to these customers about. And that's, that's stories about romp and, you know, supporting groups like romp. It's not just pushing more and more product, which I think is a little bit boring for everyone. So totally. Yeah. <laughs> value is the keyword there. Anyway, you look at it, positive value out into the world. That's great. Yeah. Kayla's, I have like two last questions for you. The first one would be, I like uh, asking, um, almost like reflective questions. Let's put you back when you're making that decision to join the gnarly as the marketing director. If you could go back to Liz then and give her some advice, uh, maybe what advice would you say if you're coming into a new role of leadership at uh, a startup or any e-commerce company? Um, and it can't be like, turn off your phone on your bachelorette. It can't be something like that. <laughs> I'll never be that person. That's so sad. <laughs> um, that's so sad, but I, I just... I similarly really like work. So it's, yeah. Thank you. I like it. Yeah. I think there, there's obviously a lot of conversation about work-life balance and I stand behind, behind it 110%, you know, find the balance that works for you. But 
I love creative challenges and, um, I actually, you know, I, I struggle with boredom. So I, yeah. So I, I may not, I may not ever be that person that turns off their phone on the bachelorette, but I did go to Costa Rica recently and I had no service and I was okay. So <laughs> you just need to go to a place where it enforces your hand. You just have no option. That's great. Um, but it, advice I would give myself, um, is probably continue to lead with the data and, mm that was something that you think you have all these gut instincts as a marketer. Uh, and maybe you do, you know, that a lot of people say, I have, I have a good gut. I know what people are going to like, and maybe you do, maybe your gut is also based on some data that you've seen. And so you're kind of reiterating that. But I think if you, if you lead with the data, if you lead with customer feedback, that isn't going to steer you wrong. Yeah. Um, and check your gut you know, make sure that what you're doing is the right thing for the brand. Because I think too often we can get swept up in our, our ideas and our dreams and they, those ideas and dreams may steer you wrong a couple of yeah, times. That's and, ego with his hand on the wheel, just guiding you down the wrong uh, right. like there. Yeah. Right. But your, your customers will tell you and their yeah. behavior will tell you. And I know I've, I've struggled many times in, in startups, not having access to as much data as I wanted. And that's been a great thing about recharge again and, and moving to Shopify. Uh, we also use triple whale, you know, shout out to them to kind of help gather as, as much data as I can. Um, and, and taking the extra month to do a deeper dive and figure out exactly what your customers want or at least closer to what you think they want is, is usually worth it. There, there are few moments where you actually need to make the move tomorrow. Yes. Sometimes you do, but rarely, rarely do you need to do it tomorrow. You could, <laughs> you could do it next week and you could send out a customer survey this week. Exactly. Can, My follow-up can... question was going to be, um, what advice would you have for running a subscription brand? But it could just be that very similar fault, make data informed decisions, or do you have anything else that comes to mind? I think running a subscription brand is, I mean, the first, the first thing you want to do is, is make sure you're understanding why people are canceling, yeah. <laughs> which I think is, it's kind of basic. Like get that, get that exit survey in, make sure they're able to put in easily what's happening so that you, you can address that. Um, the other, the other piece of advice I would give, and this, this came up a lot in the subscription panel, um, that was with BarkBox and some others, um, understand that some people are never going to subscribe and that's okay. Yep. You want to cater to the people that are inclined to subscribe you're probably wasting your time and your efforts if you're sitting there trying to get every customer to subscribe, whether you have one-time purchase options or not, like your product just isn't for everyone. Subscription product isn't for everyone. And the more you become okay with that, the more you'll focus on getting the right people into the program. And so that, that would be my advice is you don't need everyone. You need the right people. <laughs> 
great advice. Not everyone needs to like you, you know, just, just focus on the ones that do make sure your intention and energy is going to the right place. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Exactly. Well, Liz, thank you so much for chatting with us today. I loved learning all about the things you got going on at Gnarly Nutrition. And we wish you guys the best of luck through Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and all to the rest of the year. Thank you. <laughs> we want to thank Liz so much for joining us. And if you're interested in Gnarly Nutrition, you can head over to gonarly.com. That's gnarly, G-N-A-R-L-Y. And if you're looking for more of our episodes, you can check us out at rechargepayments.com slash hit subscribe. <laughs>